Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, following our conversation with Michal O'Leary and Fergus Bogue two weeks ago, there has been an unprecedented level of rainfall across the country. So we believe there is merit in revisiting this topic. In a few moments, we will hear from County Limerick farmer John McNamara on how he is coping. But first, here are some tips and advice for your grazing plan. While some farms have gotten out to grass and grazed up to 20 or 30% to date, these farms are in a minority. The majority of farms, on the other hand, have achieved little or no grazing to date. For these farms that have little or no grazing to date, it is time to adjust the spring rotation planner. Target to graze one third of the farm by St. Patrick's Day one third of the farm by the first week of April and the remainder of the farm by the middle of April. It is important that farmers continue to measure grass and monitor farm cover and regrowths with these new targets to make sure there's enough grass coming back for the second round. If we consider a normal or less wet spring, farmers can get out to grass early, having some paddocks grazed in early to mid-February. With this situation, This allows 60 to 70 days of regrowth before we start the second round. This will be different this year, where first paddocks are grazed in late February and early March. The interval or days between the first and second grazings in paddocks will be reduced to between 40 and 45 days. Keep an eye on regrowths, particularly from the 1st of April. You want to ensure that you have enough grass to start the second round in mid-April ahead of the breeding season of 2020. A lot of farms are also behind on fertiliser applications. Many farms are using a contractor to bulk spread their farms for the first and second round of fertiliser. This helps alleviate workload on farms. Bulk spreading across the whole farm is unrealistic given the level of rainfall, but it is important to get fertiliser out on paddocks suitable where there is a window weather-wise. Don't wait until the whole farm is ready. It is important to remember that fertiliser application will help with regrowths. Continuing with this theme of readjusting our grazing targets, I spoke with John McNamara from Near Hospital in County Limerick about his experience of this year's grazing season to date. It's very, very difficult. Um, ground conditions are at present. Um, I suppose it's a long time since I saw the ground so wet um, and even maybe go as far as saying saturation point. Um, I know there's a, a farm very close to me here that was measured uh, two days ago, um, Emma Louise, and it was at 75% saturation. Um, you know, and and you know which which to me probably you know is almost impossible to graze at that level. Now we might not be quite at that, but it's certainly very very difficult at the moment. Uh, very very wet, and it's a long time since I've seen a February so consistently wet uh, with rainfall on so many days. And and when you, when you talk about rainfall, John, and and we're aware the 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 high levels of rainfall ac- across the country. But you, have you any indication or measurement of the quantity of rain that's fallen in your area in the last two weeks or so? Yeah, sure, Emma Louise. I, I think maybe since the start of February, I think like we've only had maybe two days where we got no rain. 
Um, we've been probably averaging somewhere between 12 and 14 mil a day um, over the last couple of weeks. So, you know, we're we're in the range, like, for February is going to be totaling very close to, to 200 mil, like, uh, for the when we calculated, the, uh, you know, here at the weekend now, it's going to be, it would have been very, very close to 200 mil for the month of February. And talk through the, the month of February. Say, when do you generally target to get cows out in a normal February? Yeah, sure. I mean, we look, look, in a normal February, I suppose we're probably maybe a week or 10 days later than, you know, than maybe a lot of the, I won't say a lot of the country, but like our, our um, ICBF start uh, calving date was the 13th of February, um, and I think it was the 8th of February for the heifers. Um, so we're probably that week or 10 days, you know, later maybe than a lot of maybe other parts of Munster, maybe especially and even maybe the southeast. Um, so I suppose, look, the, you know, it can be often difficult enough for me, Emma-Louise, to graze the 30% in February on a normal year even, because we just don't have the numbers until maybe the last week in February. Um, so look, and this year has been no different. You know, I suppose Emma Louise a week ago with sixty-five cows, maybe seventy cows calved, and you know, this morning we've one hundred and sixty cows calved. And and in terms then of so you would probably like so in a normal year your spring rotation planner, what is your target for I suppose graze, percentage grazed in in the month of February? Yeah, look, Emma Louise. I, look over the over the years. I suppose look, the target has always been maybe that thirty percent. But there was years, Emma Louise, where I was able to graze forty percent in February because I actually left out dry cows one year and we left out young stock another year, and you know that really, really worked well for us. So I suppose look, this year is not normal. Um, um, so you know we have to change it slightly then, and you know, um, you know, this year is is you know as as you know as, as we've seen, now is much more of a struggle. And and can you quantify the percentage you've grazed to date, John, if any? Yeah, sure. Look, Emma Louise, I'm probably no different than a lot of guys, and maybe some guys have have found it very difficult to get out at all yet. I, like I think at the moment we're eight or nine percent. Like we were out for a week, day and night, Emma Louise, but our numbers were very very small at the time. I think we had 22 cows. Um, we went day and night from work go there from maybe the 10th to the 15th or 16th of February or whatever. And then Emma Louise for the last 10 days, like um, we tried we tried a couple of hours on a few days. Um, but really, we were giving them the same silage when they went back in. So um, sometimes, Emma Louise, um, you know, you just have to say that you're 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 beat at this. So we actually just pulled off for full ten days, and um, I suppose this week we're back out again now. And um, look, look, so that that's 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 really where we're at. So we're probably, you know, to answer your question, Emma Louise, we're probably not just at ten percent yet. But I suppose by by Saturday evening we'll have maybe twelve percent grazed. And, and then looking forward, then you know, with ten percent grazed, and we're, we're, you know, today is the twenty eighth of of February. What is your plans for the spring rotation planner going forward? Yeah, sure, Emma Louise. Look, maybe it's more about the budget at this stage and the spring rotation planner. Like, you know, maybe I should be saying to you it's thirty percent for St Patrick's Day now, and then sixty percent, sixty-five percent for the first of April. And you know, but I mean, look, I, you know, without ever getting into figures, Emma Louise, it's quite obvious now that I need to stretch the first rotation. So I need to push the first rotation like to the fifteenth or sixteenth of April, and I suppose reassess it there, like relook at it like towards the end of March. You know, on the first paddocks that I'm, you know, that I've grazed, and just see what kind of covers in them. And like if I have to push it further, but hopefully, hopefully, Emma Louise, that we can see a turn and that the 15th or 16th of April will be sufficient to finish the first round. And looking at, at strategies to actually get cows out to grass, like, you know, we're all hoping and praying that this rain will eventually stop. Um, I, I know that we're in for um, a rough weekend by the by the weather forecast, but like what strategies are you putting in place in the last few days and, and going forward into the next few weeks in order to get another 20 or 30 percent of the farm grazed in the in the um, say in the next three weeks? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I, look, I'm no different. I don't have any magic solution here. I'm mean, always, I suppose, I'm trying to look at what couple of advantages I might have. And I suppose the couple of advantages I might have, Emma Louise, is that like I've far bigger numbers going out to grass now. That I, you could argue that could be a bit of a disadvantage. But I suppose how I'll turn that in my favour is that like I won't need as many gaps going in. Um, I'll be able to square my paddocks a hell of a lot better. They, they'll eat a lot more grass. And, you know, I'll be able to have water probably every single day as well. Um, even though, look, we could argue there's plenty of water in the grass. But obviously with cows now calved, you know, some cows calved three weeks and, you know, a lot of cows calved a fortnight, you know, and, and I suppose as we go through the next week, a lot of them will be calved a fortnight. Um, so their appetites are increasing. So so main, main, uh, you could argue maybe, Emma Louise, that, you know, grass is actually probably, you know, if I can get it in in the next couple two weeks, it's probably more valuable to me than, you know, than have been trying over the last two weeks. So... So look, hopefully that that will help me going forward. That you know it'll be a small bit easier on the infrastructure. That you know the numbers will be there that I'll be able to get through grass now. And in terms then of like the number of grazings per day, are you targeting to get out morning and evening, or just after morning milking? Yeah, sure. No, at the moment in Louise, I'm doing morning and evening. Um, so what that entails is. You know, like, uh, depending on the morning, I suppose, in the morning we just have to have it now. It just stopped raining maybe a half an hour ago. Uh, so they went out immediately after stop. Um, immediately, uh, they just went back into the cubicles after milking. Two hours, back out at 10.30. Uh, we'll be back in. You know, if the day stays fine, will always, they, they, you know, maybe, you know, if, depending on ground conditions, but they probably will be in at half one. Um, if we can get away till half two, which will be milking time. And basically every cow will be back in the paddock again at four o'clock and uh, back in at seven then tonight. So you're, you have a, an, an early milking time. You're getting the cows out to grass early and you're allowing three hours. Essentially, they, they'll be in by the time it, it's dark this evening. Yeah, look, that's the way we operated it yesterday evening, Emma Louise. Um, you know, like, as I say to you, we're only back at that this week and, you know, we're probably a nice bit behind. But look, that, that that's all we're trying to do now um, is just get them into it. Um, and look, it, it seems to be important at the moment, uh, you know, the, the cows need to be probably getting some bit of grass in if we can. And look, that's the best we can do. Um, obviously, you know, the other advantage that we might have as well, Emily, is that if we do get a dry day now, it's a longer day. So there's better drying and... I suppose, look, that's why it's important to get out for that even grazing as well because, you know, you can just get that paddock cleaned off before the rain maybe again the following day, you know. Yeah. And the final question then, John, um, just looking to fertiliser, um, you know, some farms are saying they haven't gotten out with any urea yet onto the farm. What sort of story have you had with fertiliser to date? Yeah, sure, look, Emma Louise, January was okay for us. You know, I suppose, look, maybe we're paying a bit for in February for the dry weather we got the second half of January. So, I suppose, look, 50% of the farm got a half bag urea um, in the, you know, sometime the 20th, 22nd of January. Um, so, look, that was the driest part of the farm. I suppose we were able to get slurry out on maybe another 30, 35% of the farm as well um, around that time. And I suppose, look, just 15% of the farm at the moment, Emma Louise, that has nothing at all got. It would have been still too wet to travel in January and it's certainly too wet now. Um, now, already I can see that that's beginning to go backwards, Emma Louise. Um, it's certainly going off colour. And I'm probably losing a small bit of grass in that at the moment. But look, it's not a huge percentage of the farm. But certainly, the you know, even though I only went to it, I, I, you know, 20 units of nitrogen, I, I think the urea that I used was 40% urea, 40% in. Um, even though it was only 20 units per acre, um, it's certainly holding the farm green and it's certainly, you know, keeping the growth rates about 10 kilos a day at the moment. And, and what's the plan going forward, John? Are there parts of the farm that can travel, you know, in the coming weeks? Are you planning to get out with more nitrogen? Yeah, like Emma Louise, um, at the moment, like I cannot travel where the cows graze in the last few days. I certainly can't travel after the cows. 
Um, so maybe if I got a dry day or two, I can probably certainly go ahead of the cows again on a couple of paddocks. But um, really, the volumes of rain are still too high at the moment. Um, you know, I'll probably do more harm than good. I, I would say it, it is very... I'm behind the ice bit at the moment on fertilizer and and probably even slurry tanks filling up as well to a degree. But um, I just need another couple of dry days, Emma Louise, because um, it's just at the moment it's not probably possible. Thanks, John. I think we've got a good picture of what's happening on your farm at the moment. And I think it's very reflective of what we're seeing on the majority of farms across the country. Okay, thanks, Emma Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to John McNamara for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.